So, Leslie, did you know that the typical household spends 1500 bucks a year on energy bills? And if you're writing checks this weekend, you sure do know. But Uncle Sam can help you shave up to 450 bucks off your energy costs. So gather up your energy bills and hit moneypit.com. Click on Ideas and Tips, then click Estimators and Calculators, and use the Energy Star Home Energy Yardstick to save some bucks on your house. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it 888 Money Pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit, where we make homes better. Let us help you. Help us with your house, your home, your castle, your money pit. You want to make it some improvements to that? You want to do some fix-ups? What do you want to do? Call us right now. Let's talk about it. We will talk you through it. one 888 888-666-3974. All are welcome. Hey, if you ever nailed your work glove to a project, you need this show. Call us right now, one 888 Pit. Well, you know, it's been just over a year since Hurricane Katrina absolutely devastated the Gulf Coast. There are still people out there living in trailers and temporary housing. But what's interesting is the hurricane actually sparked a real cottage industry, and they're called Katrina Cottages. These are permanent homes that cost about as much as a FEMA trailer, but they're a little bigger, and they're gorgeous. They're really, really nice. They're so cute. They have so many beautiful characteristics. They really seem like a beautiful, independent, freestanding home. They even have a little white picket fence. They're so cute. Yeah, you can check them out online. It's custocottages.com, C-U-S-A-T-O cottages.com. And what I really liked about the way these things were designed is they have a plan there so that you can actually, if you need one of these for, and it couldn't just be maybe you're a hurricane victim, maybe you had a fire. People live in these temporary houses all the time when, when they have tornadoes and fires and other sorts of disasters. Even when people are doing major renovations in the home, like I've seen people completely demolish houses and live on a trailer on the lot, you know, while all the new construction's going on. What I thought was pretty cool about it is that they actually have it designed so that it can become part of the new structure or it could become sort of a, a guest house. It, it really is a very, very useful and a very cool design. And thank goodness somebody finally came up with something that looks better than a regular trailer for all these poor folks that were displaced. They really are adorable. And I think they're reasonably affordable. So it really makes sense. If you need something like this, go for something that's cute and stylish and will really make you feel happy about your temporary living condition. Well, folks, I hate to say it, but hurricane season is still going on. And right now is actually the peak, but only a couple more months to go. But whether your concern is a hurricane or a tornado or even any other natural calamity, Tom and I've got the tips and advice to help you make sure your home won't get hurt. So call in now at one eight 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 Money Pit. And one caller this hour is going to win the Weather Channel Storm Tracker Radio. It's a very cool prize. It's worth forty bucks. We're going to give it away to one caller we talked to this hour. So call in now one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's first? Here at the Money Pit, we'll take your calls wherever you're calling from. Like Jim, who's calling from work. Don't get in trouble. He's in Texas. Are you his boss? Jim, quick, so you don't get in trouble. What can we do? Uh, let's see. I've got a hole in my roof, and I was kind of wondering, well, not in my roof, but in my ceiling. Okay. And I was kind of wondering how I would go about that to patch that. How big is the hole? Um, let's see. Probably two by, two by four. Two feet by four feet? Uh-huh. 
Okay. Well, um, when th- was this hole cut out, or did it occur like around where there are ceiling joists above it? Yeah. Well, my roommate fell through the roof when we were trying to. <gasps> oh, oh no. <laughs> he was kind of hanging there, and his feet were hanging down. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, man. All right, well, here's what you want to do. that's the real story. Yeah, exactly. Here's what you want to do. First thing you got to do is you got to sort of square off this hole so you can patch it properly. So you want to locate where the ceiling joists are. Yeah, because cutting a patch in the shape of your roommate's feet, not easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would have the oddest, like, spackle joint you've ever seen in your life. Right. Yeah, there's two size 12s up there, you know. Um, You want to square it off, and you want to make sure, if you can help it, that wherever you cut the drywall, that you're like halfway on, halfway off the ceiling joist, because this gives you like a lip to nail to. All right, so you square this off, then you cut a piece of drywall to fit exactly that space, Mm -hmm. nail it up, and then take fiberglass spackle tape. It's the kind that's perforated. It's It's really the easiest one you can use. You apply the tape, it's sticky, nice and neat, over the seams, and then you follow up with spackle. Now, when it comes to spackling, more coats the better, right, Leslie? That's true. If you were working with the paper tape, it would be mud tape, mud tape, mud tape. But if you're working with the fiberglass one, which we love, you know, put a good layer on, let it dry, sand it down, put another layer on, let it dry, sand it down until you're happy with its consistency and it looks smooth and it's hiding that seam. A little trick of the trade, uh, Keith, is to start with a small spackle knife and work out. So apply it with, say, a four-inch knife, then use a six-inch knife and then an 8-inch knife. And by the way, you can buy very cheap disposable plastic spackle knights in any home center, so you don't have to spend a lot of money on tools. Or you can just hit your spackle knife with your orbital sander, and it'll be good like new again, but hold on tight. Jim, next time, keep your roommate off the roof, will you? <laughs> Not a problem. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Out in Colorado, Paul's cracking up. Not Paul the Mortar. How can we help you? Hi. Uh, I've got a problem with the veneer on the outside exterior of my house. Okay. What's happening, it's, it's the fake rock concrete. It's basic. it's the form concrete um, that looks like rocks, like natural rocks. Were okay. they actual pieces that went on individually to create the stone look, or was it like yes. a pressed yes. concrete? No, it's, it's not, not the pore. Oh, okay, so it's like a stone veneer. And what's going on? Okay, what's happening is um, I've noticed there's a lot of fractures starting to appear in the mortar joints. And the actual bottom row of the veneer, or of the veneer surface, has actually separated and dropped off. Uh-oh. So I'm afraid, you know, it's going to be one row at a time, and they're all going to come down. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're having an adhesion problem. If, if the mortar or the glue that's used to attach the veneer to the foundation base is separating, and then that's not good. Um, you're probably going to have to tackle this in stages if it's a serious enough problem that it continues to happen then the answer is not good you're going to end up having to redo this how long ago was this done um it's about uh, nine years old now all right well what i would suggest is a couple of things first of all as you see cracks start to form in this mortar you're going to want to caulk those with silicone because the more water you can keep out of that, the better. As water gets in, especially in your part of the country, when it freezes and expands, it can loosen that veneer up and pop it off. Um, secondly, repair all of the pieces that are falling off now to make sure that you prevent water from entering in in that particular area. And just maintain this. There's not going to be an easy way um, to slow it down if it's going to fall off, it's going to fall off. But by caulking it, you, it's going to last as long as it possibly can. 
Hopefully we'll keep Robin in Nevada from having a hair-raising situation with electricity. What's going on? How can we help? My house that I live in was built in 1961. Okay. And with the exception of the major appliances, the washer, dryer, the refrigerator, etc., we don't have any three-pronged plugs. And they're getting old, and we wanted to replace the two-hole prongs with three-hole ones. And I didn't know if, if that's something that an individual can do on a fairly easy basis or didn't get a contractor in electricity or something. Well, I think you're going to need an electrician for this, um, Robin, because adding that third prong to the outlet doesn't mean that it's safe. That third prong is for a ground. Unless there's a ground wire installed, it's not going to work properly. It won't actually do anything. Yeah. Now, an electrician could, in an area where you're trying to create a ground situation where it's going to be safer, what they can do is they can replace the two-prong outlets with a three-prong ground fault outlet. And if it's wired correctly, it won't be grounded, but it'll be ground fault protected. And what that means is if they're you plug in, say, a bad light or a bad appliance or something that's going to short, rather than you get that shock, it'll actually turn off at the outlet itself. The, the outlet has a built-in breaker. An electrician would know how to wire that to make that work. But if you truly wanted a grounded system, you're going to have to have a three-wire system. Right now, you probably have a two-wire system where the wiring goes through the house, only has a hot and a neutral, and you need a hot and neutral and a ground. With, with only a two-wire system, it's grounded through the neutral, but you can't hook up a three-prong outlet to that and have it work properly. Okay, so, and is that, would you think, um, we're like 1,600 square feet, is this like a huge monetary thing that I'm going to be doing to... Uh, let me ask you this question, is, uh, you have a ranch, uh, colonial, what's the structure of the house like? Um, it's a one-story, um, probably ranch, I guess, we're not really... Uh, finished basement? No basement. No basement, so it's, uh, is there a crawl space? Yes. Okay, so if you can get access under the floor, it makes it a lot easier to run new wires. So I would suggest that you meet with an electrician and talk about what rooms it makes sense to update, what rooms it may not make sense. Some areas of the house are going to be easier to get to than others. And by the way, that two-prong outlet, as long as it's used properly, is not necessarily unsafe. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, you probably coughed up a lot of cold cash for your watering bill this summer. You know, if you're sprinkling your lawn using municipal water, it can really run up the water bills. Yeah, we've got a few basic techniques to help you cut down on wasted water and keep your water bills down next. Oh, honey, the heat ruined my hairdo. Not the heat, it's the humidity. My scrapbook, too. These pages are soggy. Not the heat, it's the humidity. But we have central air. I turned it up so high, I'm freezing. Why do I still feel so clammy? Why does everything smell musty in this hot weather? Not the heat, it's the humidity. He's right, it's the humidity that adds the swelter to steamy summer heat. What can you do about it? Remove it with an April Air whole home dehumidifier. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Visit AprilAir.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly, mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture 
can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper face drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides. And no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. of the Money Pit is brought to you by Dense Armor Plus, the revolutionary paperless drywall from Georgia Pacific. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. So, have you coughed out a lot of cash this summer for your water bills? Well, there are ways to use water, even if it's municipal water that you have to pay for, as opposed to well water, which only costs the amount of electricity. That yeah, but you could run out. Well, you still could run out too. Well, here's what you need to do, folks. First, you can use low water sprinklers. They don't use less water, but they distribute the water by bigger droplets. Mists and fine spray type sprinklers lose lots of water due to evaporation. So. If you use a low water sprinkler, you're not going to lose water to evaporation because that's just a big waste. Secondly, you can use mulch under plants and shrubs. Mulching prevents weed growth and it also keeps that soil moist by preventing evaporation. Yeah, and the mulch actually makes your, your beautiful little garden look really pretty. So it's not just helping you. It actually is aesthetically pleasing as well. And also make sure you use soil conditioners. If you're planting trees and shrubs, prepare soil so it holds the moisture really well. Use organic matter like peat moss or compost. Number one, everything's going to grow amazing, but it it will keep that moisture in there at the roots where it needs to be. And there's a new product out. It's a polymer soil conditioner. And it looks like ground up plastic, but it swells to a gel-like consistency when it's wet. So then the water will slowly release itself to the soil when the soil says, hey, I need it. I'm thirsty. Great product. I actually um, had some of that and I used it as a demo on TV once. And you're right. You take a glass of water and put the stuff in. It looks like plastic pellets. And in about 60 seconds, the whole thing is like solid yeah, gelatin. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. It's amazing. Yeah, and it holds all the water right where the roots need it. Well, coming up in our next Money Pit e-newsletter, we're going to help you take that water savings inside. We've got three great tricks of the trade to help you cut back on the water usage inside your house. Now we got it done outside. Let's go inside. That's on the next edition of the Money Pit free e-newsletter available right now at moneypit.com. Go there right now. Click on newsletter. You can read some of the past editions and sign up for the new one at moneypit.com. And Team Money Pit just loves free, 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 free. We give you free advice. You call us, we give you free advice. The new Newsletters, free advice, and if we pick your name out of the hard hat, you get a free prize. And this hour, we've got the Weather Alert Radio, and it's the Weather Channel Storm Tracker by Vector. It's a radio, it's a flashlight, it charges cell phones, you can run a small light on it, it's got a cell phone charger, it's got a built-in hand crank in case anything breaks down, your batteries die, you can still listen to weather alerts, and it's going to tell you everything about any hazardous weather conditions in your area, no matter where you are. It's $40, but it could be priceless, and it's your yours if we pick your name out of the hard hat next. Call us right now, one eight 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 money pit WGUF in Florida is where Douglas listens to the Money Pit, and you've got a crown molding question. Well, how can we help? Well, I had a question. I have an older home, and uh, the very low ceilings, eight-foot ceilings. And I wanted to do something to dress the place up a little bit. Okay. And I went to my local uh, home improvement center, and I saw like, 20 different kinds of crown molding, but they were 
all four inch wide and just looked like that. I thought maybe that was too much to put up. And I wondered if there was different widths and then if you also, I had heard about some prefabbed plastic crown moldings, and I wondered... Well, the home centers sometimes only have a limited supply of profiles of the crown moldings. And yes, they do come in a variety of different sizes. They come even way bigger than that. A great resource is Dykes Lumber, D-Y-K-E, and they pretty much sell just about every type of profile of molding available in oak and poplar and composites. I mean, really, you name it, they've got it. So if there's something specialized that you're looking for, that would be a good place to start. Crown molding does so many wonderful things for a space. It gives it a design and an architectural aspect to really focus your eye upon. It covers any seams that you might see from the house shifting from where the ceiling meets the wall. It does a great job at covering up that flaw. But you can also do something creative and put the crown molding actually on your ceiling. And it sort of creates a vaulted look to it as well, which is a good idea, especially if you want to go with something a little bit more creative. So I say keep an open mind. And if it's something you like, go for it. Um, Leslie, Doug said he had an eight foot ceiling. If he was to use um, sort of a different color crown molding than his ceiling and walls, and that may tend to box it in. But if he had the walls be darker and then the ceiling and the crown molding were both, say, same. a lighter color, it would sort of like really raise that ceiling, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. And I am all for, you know, I've seen a lot of people on my makeover shows that I work on paint the ceiling a color because they think it's right. interesting. But I just did a classroom on trading spaces where the ceiling was painted a peach and the walls were painted orange. And all that did was make that room seem so small. So if you keep the ceiling a light color, you really give the illusion of height to a space. Is there is there any reason I should match the baseboard coloring with the ground molding or just go on my own? I usually do base and crown the same color as well as any trim and door work in the room. Just don't go dark, okay, Doug? So to keep the place sellable, go white, huh? Absolutely. Or Alrighty. a form of. Yeah, or, you know, or an off-white, or one of the many zillion forms of off-white. <laughs> Doug, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT and for listening to us down in Florida on WGUF. Free FM, WJFK is where Mike in Virginia listens to the Money Pit, and you've got some algae on your roof. Tell us about where it is on the roof, what side of the house it's on. Sure. Uh, it's up on the section of the roof that's covered, por- by, portion of it's covered by some trees that are overhanging. Okay. Um, so it's a shaded area, and uh, I was up there doing some repairs, and I noticed that algae was growing um, up close to the, the uh, peak of the roof. Okay. And just wanted to know what's the best way to treat that. Well, first of all, um, understand that algae is not going to hurt your roof. Um, if it gets thick enough, it can kind of push up shingles maybe sometimes, and that potentially could cause a leak that way. But for the most part, it's uh, not a problem. Um, the way you get rid of it, well, I would recommend a product called Jomax, J-O-M-A-X, available at most home centers. You mix it up, you uh, spray it down, you let it sit for a good 15 minutes. It will kill the algae, and then you can scrub it off, and it won't come back. For a longer-term solution, you can actually change the type of flashing up there, right, Leslie? Yeah, you can actually add a nickel ridge vent or a copper ridge vent. And what happens is, as it rains, the water interacts with the mineral makeup of the nickel or the copper, and it causes this component to run down your roof and you'll actually see it start to get rid of that moss, mildew, algae, whatever you want to call it, but it'll do the work for you. And if you don't feel like investing in the Jomax, you can also create a little mixture of your own mildicide of bleach and water, as long as you can scrub it and try to do it on a day when there's the most amount of sun getting to that area, and it should do the trick. Okay, great. Thank you very much. And, Mike, one more thing. If you, you, you did mention that it was a shady area, and that's very, very typical. So the other thing that you could look to do is cut back some of that overhanging trees, enough to just perhaps let a little more light in there, and that will make it a lot less likely it'll grow back. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Thank you. You're welcome, Mike. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Keith in Illinois has got a bone to pick with Team Money Pit. We suggested something, and you didn't like it. What can we do for you? Well, I've, I've, you've uh, uh, told me I should put the roof flashing, uh, you know, put a new roof flashing uh, up on the chimney okay. to be able to stop the water. Well, I've done it twice. Uh, twice now I've had, I, I've done it once myself, and I'm pretty good at roofing, but I thought, well, maybe get a professional, which I had one brought in, and he put a whole new roof flashing, and it still leaks down the chimney. Okay, so we think it's a flashing leak around the chimney. Where's the water showing up? Is it showing up inside the chimney? No, it's on the it's on the outside, coming straight down the middle. The on the bricks, the bricks is all the way to the top, uh, you know, to the ceiling. So you flashed it, and it's still leaking. Yeah, man, that's really unusual. Um, because the water's got to be penetrating it somewhere. I wonder if it's coming um, into brick joints and kind of working its way around the flashing. Now, when you say that you had a professional flash ship, did they install both base flashing and counter flashing? Yes. Did they grind out the mortar joint so that the counter flashing was actually inserted sort of into the mortar joint and then folded down on top of the base flashing? Yes, into the, into the mortar. Into the mortar. Wow. Well, it sounds like he did a good job. And the, and the water is showing up where the chimney goes through the roof and underneath that area, right? Where do you see it? From the attic? Uh, no, actually, you don't. You only see it from when you're standing in the living room and it comes through there. I get up in the attic and I wa- try to watch it when it rains and I don't see it. Well, maybe it's not leaking around the flashing at all. Maybe it's leaking in somewhere else and then working its way down. You know, water leaks can be pretty tricky. Have you tried this? Have you tried to use a hose to identify the leak area? Um, One of the ways you can do this is you start with a hose on a dry day, low on the roof, and then you're gradually bringing it up, uh, you know, maybe in 10-foot sections, up higher and higher and higher until you actually make the leak happen. Then once you make the leak happen... You know exactly where it's coming from. Yeah, exactly, or at least where to look. How old is the roof that's on the house now? The roof is four years old. So it's a young roof. It should be doing its job. Yeah, well, I'm getting a new roof because of hail damage just happened about uh, a couple months ago. So uh, me, I was thinking even if it is, still is a new roof, this might help too. Well, it might go away in the process if you're replacing the roofing shingles, but try the, the hose test and see if you can get closer to identifying exactly where it's leaking. But remember that water can actually run down quite a distance and show up in different places. So um, the good news is your chimney will probably never leak again. Uh, yeah, I hope not. All you right. just got to find the place that is leaking. All right, I appreciate that. Thank you're you welcome, very much. Keith. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. All right, Money Pit listeners. Well, the last of barbecue season is underway. I know it's sad, but you can still use the grill if you just weather the freezingness. Well, coming up, we're going to tell you how to clean and how to store your gas grill for the winter to keep you and your family safe. You live in a Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Okay, dropping temperatures means that outdoor grilling time might soon come to an end for many of you, except if you're like my family. We grill all winter long. We're absolutely crazy. It's just so crazies. fun. It doesn't matter. Put on your parka and get I out know. there. Get out there with your parka and your gloves and your little hat and just grill. 
But if you're going to put your grill away right now, as many people do, it's important to store it properly. Here's what you need to do. First of all, clean the briquettes and the cooking grids. A good way to do this is to flip the briquettes over, then close the lid and turn it on high for 15 minutes. Sort of the self-cleaving oven way to you know clean your, your briquettes. And it really well, does do the trick. It does do the trick, exactly. And when it's cool, you want to remove the grids and use when a brass... When it's cool. When it's cool, when of course. It's cool. Don't do it when it's hot. And then use a brass bristle brush. Oh, i got to say that yes, again. Say a that brass twice. bristle brush and warm soapy water to scrub grids and rinse them very, very thoroughly. Then towel dry and set the briquettes and the grids aside. First step done. Next, you want to make sure that you clean the burner and the tubes. And the tubes are sometimes called Venturi tubes in your Ooh, owner's that's manual. That's your second SAT I word for today. I am just learning words, folks, and so are you. <laughs> then you want to make sure that you clean the grill housing. Then check the fuel supply system. If the tank is dented or really, really rusted, replace it immediately. It does not do you any justice to keep a damaged tank. Yeah, and speaking of the fuel supply system, mm -hmm. the way to check that, any fuel connections, is with soapy water and a yeah, brush. Yeah, if it bubbles up, that lets you right. know there's a leak somewhere. Right. Checking with a match, bad idea. Yeah. Checking with a soap, <laughs> with soap, good idea. Then you want to think about where you want to store the grill and the tank for the winter. If you're leaving it outside, the tank can remain connected and you can cover up the whole grill. If you're going to store it inside, disconnect the tank and make sure you store it upright. Never, ever store the tank in the garage, in your house, in your basement, or any other enclosed space, because God forbid something happens, kaboom, big explosion. And if you do it all right, it will be good to go next Memorial Day when you want to fire it up one more time. one Money Pit. we're here to fire up your home improvement question. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. Let us help make your good home better. one Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? We're on our way to Nevada where Rod listens to the Money Pit on KBZZ, and you've got a swamp cooler. I didn't know there were swamps in Nevada. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How can we help? Um, actually, I, I do have air conditioning, but I was thinking to lower my utility bill. I might put in a, an evaporator cooler okay. and duct to the bedrooms. My question for you today is, what about if I also duct it to the attic? Would that help keep the house cooler if I get the attic cooler? Oh, you want to air condition the attic? Well, I want, to, I want to get it cooler. If that would help keep the house cooler. Yeah, yeah it's going to cost you a ton to do that, too. No, that's kind of a, a silly way to do it. I was stretching. I was trying not to offend you, but, Rod, not a good idea. Um, here's what you want to do. First of all, your attic needs to be as ventilated as possible. So in your house, you want to make sure you have a continuous ridge vent that goes all the way down the peak of the roof, and then a continuous soffit vent so that all of the soffits are open and the ridge is open so that the attic is continually flushed with ambient air. And once you have the attic as cool as possible, you're done in the attic. The attic is an unconditioned space. Air conditioning is for conditioned space, which basically means it has to be... Insulated, drywalled, you know, finished. Um, I would not recommend adding an air conditioning duct in the attic. That's not going to help you. I would recommend ventilating the attic and then making sure you have adequate insulation to keep the hot side hot and the cold side cold. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it does. If I put an attic fan in there... Um, does it blow air in or blow air out? It sucks air out. And it won't stop there. It'll reach down into your house that you're paying to air condition. It'll suck cooler out of that, too. That's why we don't recommend attic fans. Just passive ventilation. Okay. I appreciate it. All right, Rod. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit You know, I think it's so funny, Tom, that we took a call from Rod in Nevada about an attic fan, because normally we refer to your attic as the Las Vegas of your house. <laughs> 
So has the price of home heating oil got you wondering what you can do to save some money? What if you switched from oil to gas or vice versa? Up next, find out how to compare energy savings if you want to switch from one fuel to another. Over the course of 50 years, you could have three children. You could buy nine cars. You could take 66 vacations. You could own seven pets. And you could need only one roof, provided you invest in a metal roof. Metal roofing is investment-grade roofing because it pays you back over time. It stands up to rain, hail, high winds, and wildfires, and is built to endure for decades. Plus, metal roofing is available in all kinds of beautiful colors and styles. To learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit MetalRoofing.com and see how, over time, a metal roof can save you enough money to pay for a lot of those vacations. Did you know that many home insurance companies offer lower premiums for homes with metal roofing? It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to MetalRoofing.com. It doesn't match the new shower curtain is a perfectly good reason for replacing your old faucet. As is, I'd rather be looking at brushed nickel when I wash my hands. And that classic motivator of home improvement, companies coming. That's where I come in. I'm the Peerless Faucet Coach, and when you visit me at FaucetCoach.com, I'll stick with you through every step of your faucet installation. All you need to get started is one good reason. If that reason is my old faucet keeps spraying me in the face, well, that'll work too. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Today, all Americans are feeling the pinch of high energy prices. And this winter, the cost of heating your home could account for nearly half of your energy bill. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman. The steps you can take to save money and make your home more energy efficient. First, give your home furnace or heat pump a checkup to ensure it's running as efficiently as possible. Proper insulation in attic, ceilings, floors, crawl spaces, and exterior and basement walls can save 30% on your home energy bill. And insulate the heating ducts even in unheated areas of your house. Finally, installing a programmable thermostat will ensure you don't pay for for energy you aren't using. Program the thermostat down to 65 degrees for eight hours a day to reduce your heating bill by up to 10%. You have the power to make a difference. You can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. For more energy efficiency tips, please visit our website at www.doe.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
Welcome back to the Money Vet Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Where we make good homes better. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. If you got a question about your home improvement project, need some help solving that do-it-yourself dilemma, you know, talking to us could be the difference between a grounded outlet and an embarrassing trip to the hospital. So let us help you <laughs> with those home improvement chores and let us help you get them done safely and successfully every single time. Well, if you've ever wondered if switching from gas to oil would make a difference in the cost of heating your home, well, it's a good thing to think about. How would you even figure out such a thing anyway? Well, there's a great website and it's got an excellent selection of energy conservation calculators. By answering a few simple questions, you can compare cost savings by converting gas to oil or oil to gas. And there are also calculators for estimating insulation savings, as well as to determine how much money you can save by adding a setback thermostat. So good things to know and good things to plan on. And that website is warmair.net. Warmair.net, not .com. Warmair.net. Good site, good calculators. 888-666-3974. One caller that gets on the air this hour is going to win the Weather Channel Storm Tracker Radio by Vector. Call us right now if you'd like to qualify 1-888-MONEYPIT. You must be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question. The Weather Alert Radio is worth $39.99. has a flashlight. It's got an automatic alert signal for the all the different hazard warnings that come across the weather bands. It's got an AM, FM, and a Weather Alert Radio function. It's got a 5-LED flashlight, and it even has a cell phone charger, which could be very, very helpful if uh, you are not near a place where you can charge your cell phone. You could charge it right off this radio. Worth 40 bucks. Call us right now if you'd like to win one eight 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 money pit Leslie, who's next? Well, some ETs phone home, but this ET phoned the money pit from Tennessee, and what can we do for you? My daughter has uh, got some mold in her house. They had a uh, outside faucet that uh, actually, I think, exploded in the winter, and then they didn't realize it, so it eventually soaked under the house pretty good, and it's just a crawl space, so it's dirt, you know. Uh, okay. And I was just wondering what the best way, I was thinking about crawling up in there with bleach, you know, with uh, like, a, I've got a yard sprayer where you can set so many teaspoons per gallon and that kind of thing. Right. And I just wondered if that would be a solution to that problem. Well, a pest management professional can spray something down there called T-Bor, T-I-B-O-R, that's often used to combat um, mold growths that have uh, attached themselves to, uh, to the wood framing and crawl spaces. Or you could use a bleach solution, but you have to be very careful because, you know, you're going to have a lot of mold spores in the air, and you start blowing that stuff around, E.T., you, you might find yourself breathing some of it, which couldn't be, wouldn't be very, very pleasant. The good news about any type of moisture or mold growth or decay or rot, which is what you're really guarding against here with all that lumber, is that when you take the moisture uh, source away, it stops growing. You're only going to get uh, decay when the moisture source in the lumber gets above 25%. So as long as that broken hose bib has been fixed, um, then you're probably okay as long as you keep that moisture down. Do you know that there's a decay problem down there right now? Do you see something? No, I, no, I don't think there's a decay problem. I was concerned with the mole, and it's strictly conjecture at this point because I haven't really crawled up there and looked. But all right, well then I wouldn't worry too much about it. Just get it fixed. Take all of the normal steps to t- control moisture in a crawl space. Make sure you have a vapor barrier down. Make sure your drainage is set right at the foundation perimeter, and make sure that the the downspouts are clean and extended out away from the wall. I wouldn't go down there and start messing with bleach or any type of chemicals unless I knew I had a problem. But by the way, when you get down there, when you do get down there. 
give you a home inspector's trick of the trade. Take a, a screwdriver, a pretty pretty long screwdriver, straight screwdriver, and poke and prod the floor joists right above the damp area and check them for decay because they could look perfect from the outside. But I've had situations where I've stuck a right screwdriver through right through them, almost lost my balance. Yeah, and if that's the case, then you have to repair them, usually by sistering them with a good floor joist right next to the bad one, okay? Okay, well, listen, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. You're welcome, E.T. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money bit 888-666-3974. Do you think he grew up with a lot of jokes about E.T. phone home? <laughs> Probably. Poor guy. <laughs> or his kids gave it to him real bad. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Do you have a home improvement question? Pick up the phone and dial in right now, 888-666-3974. All right, now we're going to talk to Lisa in Ohio, who's doing some landscaping. What's going on in your yard? Well, we don't have one for starters. We just <laughs> that would be the problem. Home. We have about a half of an acre that we need to put grass in, and just we're wondering what your recommendations are for an Ohio yard. How do you well, put in a good yard? Do you have a sprinkler system? No. No matter and we what won't you put do, one in either. Yeah, no matter what you do when you're starting a yard, watering it is absolutely critical. So okay. you better get used to dragging out the hoses. <laughs> okay. There's really three options. You can seed it, uh, you could hydro-seed it, or you could sod it. Um, seeding, of course, is, is standalone. There's a lot of good technology in grass seed today that's going to make it germinate as quickly as possible. Um, hydro-seed is where you have the seed that's mixed in with sort of a fertilizer solution. It's usually green. It's professionally installed, and it sticks a little bit better and grows a little quicker. Builders often use it to um, start new yards. Or, of course, you could sod it, which is the fastest way to go. Um, but whatever those solutions are that you choose, you have to make sure that the yard has good drainage so it doesn't pond because that's what's going to really kill that seed. Um, and that after you put it down, you keep it watered. I mean, a lot until it really knits. The best time to do this is the fall, not the summer. Because if you do it in the summer, the the sun is just too intense for those young um very fragile roots. If you start seeding this in, say, September or October, you're much better off because you get a few months for that to really take root, and then, you know, another couple of months before it gets really hot in the spring the next time around. There's a great website, Lisa, called grassing.com, grassing.com, and it leads you to several sites that will help you to purchase lawn seeds, a variety of seeds for your area. But that's a main website that's devoted to when to seed, how to seed, how to fertilize, how to water. So it might really help you to narrow down regionally what it is that you need to do that would work best for your type of environment in Ohio. Dale in Virginia is next, who finds the money pit on WJFK Free FM. And you've got a question about geothermal heat pumps. What can we do for you? Well, I'm in the process of building a house. Uh, just kind of started, and we're at a point where we need to select you know, a regular heat pump or geothermal. And I've you know, heard all the claims, and I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on the uh, efficiency and if they're really worth it you know, to put one in. Do you have the option to uh, put oil or gas in? I can put gas. Uh, oil is really kind of a, I'm not real fond of the thought of oil, and I've had gas. All right, gas so what you're gas. really comparing here, Dale, is, is gas heat, natural gas heat to geothermal heat pumps? Yeah, either that or just a regular heat pump. Right, regular electric heat pump. Well, I would suggest that if you have the ability to put natural gas in, that you definitely put natural gas in over any electrical system for heating your home, whether it's geothermal or a straight uh, resistance heat pump. Because I think that natural gas is going to be less expensive, even though it's perhaps a little more pricey this past year. Electric is always going to be pricey. Yeah, and the other thing about geothermal is that you've got this big 
loop of pipe that has to go through the soil. And while the piping materials themselves are, are warranted for a long time, generally it's only the material, not the labor, which of course is the biggest part of the repair. And so for those reasons, I think that my choices would be, if I had all the fuel choices lined up, I would put in a gas system first, followed by oil, followed by propane, followed by geothermal, followed by regular heat pump. Wow. I'd put them in that order. <laughs> okay. All right, Dale. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Up next, we're going to answer an email from Sharon in North Carolina, who's a bit concerned after a roof leak has caused some drywall to bubble out. Is there mold? Should I replace it? We're going to help her next. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at FaucetCoach.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Let us help make your good home better by calling us right now at eight 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 Money Pit or logging on to our website at moneypit.com where you can click on Ask Tom and Leslie. All right, and Sharon from North Carolina did just that, and she writes, We had a leak from our roof. We live on the bottom of three stories into our kitchen. The drywall has been damaged. The paint has bubbled out, but we're not sure if we need to get the drywall replaced due to mold. What's the best way to tell? When I press upon the paint bubble, the drywall feels mostly firm. Hmm, mostly firm. Interesting. Hmm. Well, Sharon, I'm assuming because you say you had a leak that the leak has actually been corrected because, of course, that would be the first uh, thing to do. Now, in terms of mold growth on drywall, it certainly can happen. In the case of a roof leak where the drywall gets wet and then dries out reasonably quickly, it's usually not an issue. Mold tends to grow more on drywall that's in lower damp spaces, like, for example, your basement. If you're using drywall down there, bad idea. But in terms of drywall that's up in the kitchen area where perhaps it just dried out pretty quickly, probably not an issue. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Now, by the way, if you ever have an active leak into drywall, do you know what the first thing is that you should do as you start to see the water sort of drip out through the seams? Um, stop the leak. Poke a hole in the drywall. I know it sounds counterproductive, but that's exactly what you want to do because if you don't do it, the water will saturate the drywall to cause it to swell and that can't be fixed. If you poke a hole in it, the water drips out very, very quickly and after the leak is done, of course, you have to fix the leak. It's a simple matter of patching a small hole as opposed to cutting out this huge sheet of swollen, deformed drywall, which is what will happen if you leave it alone. So if you get a bad leak that's coming through drywall quick, grab a screwdriver or whatever you can and poke a hole in it let the water leak out. Hey, Tom, that's a great tip and if I didn't know it. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people out there who didn't know it either, but now you do. All right, all you Money Pit listeners that have built-in pools, I'm jealous. Me too. We don't have built-in pools. Well, But I would for, like one. Well, you know what? I would like one too, but my wife thinks they're way too much work for the three months of the year we would use it up in my country. But you would be in it every day. I would be, and it would be worth it. Those 90 days would be like the best 90 days You'd of my summer. You'd be happier than you ever knew you could but, be. alas, I don't have them. However, if I did have one, I would want to pay attention right now to this edition of Leslie's Last Word. Here are some things you need to keep in check before you close that pool up for the winter so you'll be really really happy with what you find next spring. Okay, first, balance the pH. Then you want to brush and vacuum that pool really
really well and then shock the water. This is getting everything ready so it'll store up really nicely and not do anything crazy over the winter months. Then you want to slowly start to reduce the amount of time you're going to run your filter. And you want to clean and store all removable ladders and ropes. Put them away in a nice dry place. Clean and store all your pool furniture. Clean them well before you do. Cover them up. Get them in the garage or shed. Then you want to inspect and clean the cover of the pool if necessary before you put that cover on. This way if there are any holes, tears, rips, mold, get rid of it. Make it really nice. And remember, lock your pool gate for the winter. Just because it's winter doesn't mean somebody's not going to try to run across it. If you live in a warm climate but it's cool enough to keep you out of your pool for the season, follow the same steps and reduce your maintenance schedule. And remember, it's not a bad idea for you to cover your pool either because it's going to help to inhibit algae and bacteria growth. If you do all of those things, you will have so little to do when the summer comes around and you'll get right back in there. You're going to love it and we will still be jealous of you. And you can join us. You can invite us to join you. Yeah, we'll barbecue. We'll, we'll clean your over. grill. one <laughs> Money Pit. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. It's just about up. But before we go, coming up next week, you know, every economic bubble sparks a scam. Think about it. The 80s had insider trading. The 90s had dot-com bombs. It is no different now for real estate. In fact, there is a real estate market scam going on right now that overinflates the prices of homes, and it can really hurt you. Next week on the program, we're going to have a special report to help you understand the scam and teach you how to avoid it. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 money pit.